Three freaking weirdos. Three losers, you might say. I have to have a weird face every time. I always go like... I don't know what the height should be. There you go. Hello. Welcome. We're back. <laughs> um, so we're starting this new thing. We're going to do uh, our faith stories. Uh, and as we were kind of in preparation for that, we asked how can we make these stories both interesting and also meaningful. Uh, and like two things came to mind. So we wanted to share our stories. So hopefully it'll show that through all the filth and kind of stuff in our lives, but also the high moments that we still choose to follow God. Um, of course, not perfect, perfectly because no one can do that. But um, we also wanted to kind of give a takeaway to it. So not necessarily like a pro tip, but just kind of a sense of inclusion, like that we had gone through a lot of the same things that most people have. Um, yeah. And so after each one of us shares, we're going to open up for some like Q&A. Or something like that. Just ask for like cl- clarifying questions or just questions in general. Um, yeah, so hopefully this will be good. I'm really excited. Um, Sam, you want to take us away? Yeah, so um, I guess I'm part one of this three-part series. Um, but I think for me, um, I, I still don't have a title, but I, I want to think of the word like shame, right? Um, I'm going to sit like this still because... I want to get more personal with you guys. Um, like Tyler said, we're going to be sharing our faith stories. And I think this is also the first time that most of us are actually going to be hearing the faith stories that we have in this room. So for our reactions, you guys feel free to interject, make comments, laugh, giggle, be weird. It's totally fine. But um, my story takes me back to junior year. And in junior year, you know, um, I still I went to church. My dad's a pastor. Um kind of grew up with the faith and everything but then as time progressed um you know you have your ups and downs with faith you're like oh i have to go to church because my dad says so and everything um and during my junior year i think that's where like i really came to this crossroad where like i was living this double life um maybe we'll just call it double life um but on one side i'm this like good model christian boy right like you know going to church um serving student ministry and during the summer i'm working with the summer camp too so like it's a one-month commitment. Everyone who sees you, they're like, wow, like, you're committing to the summer camp. Like, you must be so holy. And then you're just like, oh, heck yeah, I am. Um, but the thing is, while during this time period, um, as I was serving, I was like, doing all these things. Um, I was in either shepherding or commu- communications team for my student ministry team. So um, while I was balancing these two things out, um, the other life I was living was some a life that um, I swear that I wouldn't be living. Um, so... Um, during junior year, I met this girl, um, via math class, you know, romantic. It's like, Ooh, Hey, like you want to do some like quadratics with me? Um, so we do that. Um, we go to math class and we were in the same front group. I didn't really know her, but, um, as time progressed, um, she, we ended up writing letters back and forth because she was away at um, a hospital for a while. Um, that's actually kind of cute if you think about it. Um, but then, um, as our letter writing progressed, we eventually started dating, um, she told me she liked me at prom. It was like actually a prom perfect night. I was like, ooh, like cool. Um, but as I entered this relationship, it wasn't the healthiest relationship. Um, I was doing a lot of things that I never thought I'd be doing. Um, went to parties, started smoking cigarettes, um, started drinking as well. And 
I remember I used to hang out there. I, I even skipped classes from high school, which is like, oh, you skipped classes from high school? Like, how could you? Um, but we used to go downtown to our um, Newtonville, and there's an alleyway, like a brick alleyway. I, it's, it's actually kind of crazy. I went there a couple um, last year um, just to visit. But um, in this alleyway, it's kind of secluded. Um, but um, when you enter, there's actually like a spray paint that says, um, what was it? Love, rock and roll, and sex. And it's just like this guy playing a guitar. Like, spray painted there and i used to hang out in there all the time just like um just spending time with her skipping class with her um just being there for her um we even like wrote on the walls and everything with like rocks and when i this was i dated her back in my junior year when i went back there last year the rocks like the scratches were still there like i saw her name and my name still and i was just like oof this is a throwback right um but I digress. So as the summer progressed, I was, you know, bouncing all these ministry things. I was having this rather unhealthy relationship with this girl. Um, I actually kept it a secret from my parents, too. So um, the entire time, my parents, um, I would come home, and then, like, she hit me up, and she's like, oh, you want to, like, go hang out? I'm like, yeah, of course. And my parents are like, oh, like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going for a walk. And then they're just like, okay. Um, like, it got so bad to the point, like, there was one day, like, I was walking and hanging out with her. My dad was just sitting in, like, the school playground, just, like, watching my sister on the playground, and I was like, oh, shoot, gotta go, like, full, like, spec ops on this and, like, try to, like, avoid him and everything. Like, it was the most horrifying thing, because, like, he was literally, like, sitting on the bench, and, like, I was across the street with this girl, and I was like, dad, don't see me. Um, and again, hiding this from my dad, and on top of that, I was also, this was also the summer, so I was still doing that summer camp, too. So, I'd go to summer camp, come back from summer camp, then hang out with this girl, even though I was, like, dead tired and everything. And my parents were like, oh, like, you like going for walks, huh? And I'm like, yeah, walks are good for me. Um, <laughs> there was, like, even one, I remember this one ridiculous time. I came back with a giant hickey, and my parents were just like, oh, like, what happened there? And I told them I walked into a pole, and they're just like, okay. <laughs> like a giraffe, like. Yeah. Like your neck into a pole. <laughs> I said, like, yeah, it was a pole just sticking out, like, because it it's a circle, right? So my thing was like, oh, I walked into a pole like that. And then I'm sure they figured it out. They're just like, they're not stupid, but they're just like, okay, Sam. Um, so this entire time, I'm just like serving the summer camp, and I'm also keeping this a secret from my parents. And, you know, living this double life, it's, it's hard. Like, the stress of, like, keeping this secret um, and, like, trying to, like, not let anyone know about it as well. And then while you're at summer camp, you're telling these kids, oh, don't do this, don't do that. Like, you know, like, live a really good, godly life. But then the whole time, I'm doing the things that I told them that I wouldn't be doing. So, like, how can I do such things like i remember being so convicted the way i described it it was like i felt like my heart was like kind of like being dragged down by this black sludge like i'm I'm a very visual guy so that i mean that might be weird but it was just like you know i felt like this weird clawing like this really hardship and it was something i struggled with um i told my friends about it and they're just like oh like what are you gonna do about it i'm just like i don't know um because i didn't want to break with up with her either even though i knew i should have because she also was like struggling with depression and everything um I was afraid of her, like, you know, taking her own life if we were to break up and all that stuff. So not only is that, like, you know, the relationship was unhealthy. I was dealing with that stress of, like, doing ministry as well. And then also the conviction of being, like, a two-faced person. And then on top of that, like, she was, like, there were days where, like, um, I had to, like, go out and, like, talk to her, like, calm her down and everything. And it was, like, really hard. That's That really gave me, like, a perspective into the life of depression because it's, it's, it's harsh. It's horrible. Um, but somehow she was the one who broke up with me um so i guess you can call that god's um way of like letting me out and everything but even though we broke up i still felt guilty i still felt horrible about it um and i still didn't tell my parents and as the summer came down to came to an end summer camp's over um we had our um 
summer camp um, for our uh, our summer conference for our youth group, um, summer teen conference. And I remember um, going in there, I had immense guilt and like my closest friends knew, right? And we were in small group and um, I don't know if you guys ever played hot seat where it's like, oh, like you grill. So like, it was like a warm up thing. I was like, okay guys, like we're in a small group. Let's like play hot seat. And that's what our, um, my counselor at the time for that summer camp was doing. He's like, let's play hot seat. So everyone goes around asking you questions. And then my closest friend at the time, he just asks me, so what are you going to do about that thing that you feel guilty about? Just drops that question Ooh, in the middle of really small. bad icebreaker. Oh, a hundred percent. Really yeah. intense. <laughs> um, well, because like other people were just like, oh, so have you ever had your first kiss? Or like, what is the weirdest po- place you pooped? Or like, have you ever peed your pants? Like dumb questions like that, like high schoolers. But this uh, one guy, my closest friend, just asks the super vague, concerning sounding question. And <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like, I guess I'll figure it out. Like, maybe things will work out. Um, my counselor was at the time wasn't dumb. He noticed and picked it up. And when we were, we have something called huddles. So it's like one-on-ones and everything. So that's, that's why I'm a huge like fan of one-on-ones. But like, um, we like me with the counselor, kind of talk about life, get to know them and also share, just, just talk to them. Right. It's like, um, introducing like a relationship between an adult and a student. And I think that's really powerful. Um, and during our huddle, we were just talking and then he's like, Hey, so what was the thing that your friend brought up during small group? And then I was like, ah, it's no big deal. Like, and he's like, no, like, let's talk about it. And that was the first time I ever told anyone outside my friend group about this girl, about the, the things that I, were, I was doing, um, how I felt this immense guilt and everything. And after talking to him, he also shared that he had the same problems. Like he grew up and had these struggles as well in different ways and forms. And he shared very intimate, like dark struggles that he had as well. And that really opened up me up to it. And I was like, wow, that's thank you for sharing. And then because I was a student ministry leader, he's like, I think you should talk to the English pastor. Um, that freaked me out. I was like, what, why do I have to talk to the English pastor? He's like, you know, like our church is very like, um, they're very like, um, what's the word? Like very keen and very, they focus a lot on like leadership and, and they talk about like, oh, like honesty and everything. Right. And I, I don't disagree with that. Um, if I am doing such things, then should I even be a leader? Um, leading by example and everything. I think that in itself is another form that we can talk about. Um, that should be a podcast idea. Um, yeah, yeah. Write it down, Tyler. <laughs> but um, so I went to go talk to my English pastor. Dude, I'm shaking. Um, our English pastor is like this really well-respected man. And like he's really like he's very perceptive. And I felt guilty because I was he was like essentially like the student ministry like leader and like led everything. Right. And he told me like and I had to tell him like what I was going on like in the scenes behind the scenes. And. I thought he was going to, like, reprimand me. I thought he was, like, going to condemn me for the things that I did and say, oh, like, how can you do all these things? Like, you're a horrible person. Um, but, no, he said, he listened and was, like, very keen on understanding, like, why I did it and listened to my perspective. And then he didn't actually rescind my leadership, actually, either, now that I think about it. I was still a leader afterwards. Um, but what his one request for me was this. He was like, thank you for telling me, but you have to tell your father. Mm. Um, and... Oh my gosh! Um, summer the summer camp ended, and the next on the way back on the bus, um, my dad came. And when I got off the bus, and he picked me up, I was like, "Hey, dad, let's talk." Um, when I get home, let's go to the attic. And when we went to the attic, like I'm shaking, dude. Like I'm freaking out. I'm like, "Oh, like what's he gonna say?" Because like when I was younger, like this was also something that was plaguing me this entire summer. But my dad was like, "If I ever hear you saying that you like smoked, um, 
did drugs, had sex, or anything like that, I'm kicking you out of the house. This is when I was in, like, fourth grade, um, when he, after he gave me, like, the sex talk. Um, and I was, like, the whole time, like, I've, I've been holding on to this the entire time. So not only did I have the stress of that relationship, I also had the stress of doing the summer camp ministry. I also had the stress of, like, being a two-faced, like, Christian. I also had the stress of, like, her and um, her depression. And then I also had the stress of, like, getting kicked out of the house at the age of, what, 16, 17. Um, so when we went up to the attic and like I sat across from him, I remember still it was like these two janky like camping lawn chairs just like facing each other. Our attic was just finished and everything. It's super hot up there. It's not actually filtered or like safe for people to like hang out there. But it's just me and him and like all there is is just like a crack, like one window with light coming in. There's no, we didn't have like lights set up or anything. And he's like, so what do you want to talk to me about? Um, and like with a wavering voice, I'm just like, hey dad, like, I've had this relationship that been that was going on for about like six months or so, and every time that I told you that I was going on for walks and everything, like I was just seeing her, and I did all these things with her, and I did all the, the and I lied to you this entire time, and I just wanted to like confess and just tell you and just you know be true with be true to you, and also because Pastor Enoch told me that I should tell you, and I'm assuming that because he's a pastor, he would have told you at some point because you're also a pastor, so <laughs> might as well be the one who still delivers it, right? I'll get there first. Yeah, I'll get there first, and. He's listening keenly. He's just like nodding, listening. Um, no reaction. And after I finished talking, like, you know, this word vomit, I'm like, I'm shaking. I'm just like, I'm sorry. And <laughs> he just looks at me. And the first thing he says, and when he looks in my eyes, he's just like, yeah, I kind of figured. And I was just like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> and he said, yeah. Um, me and mom kind of figured that you were seeing someone and, you know, it, we suspected, but we didn't want to say anything. Um, but yeah, thanks for telling me. And then I was just like, okay, are you going to kick me out of the house? Like, should I start packing my bags? I mean, I have a bag of clothes from the summer camp already, so it's kind of dirty, but I can go out the door. Right. And then he's like, no, you can stay. And I was just like, but why? <laughs> um, not that I was keen on getting kicked out, of course, but it was just like, I, you know, my, my man, my dad's a man of virtue. Like he'll stand by his word. And it's just like, well, I mean, I forgive you, um, and I still love you because God loved me first. Um, Jesus loved me first. He saved me, and regardless of all the things I've done, like, he sent his son to save me, so I, as your father, should I not do the same? And to hear that, I was just like, eh, you're only saying that because you're a pastor. But at the same time, I was just like, what the heck? Like, to experience this love and to experience this forgiveness and grace, I was like, I don't deserve this at all. And like to see that even though this is his occupation and career, like it's still crazy to see that he still cared for me and still like trusted me um, regardless of what I've done. Um, it wasn't an easy conversation afterwards. Cause he was like, you know, like even though you, um, I'm letting you stay and everything, like, of course we still have to like ground you, punish you for certain things. Right. Um, I wasn't allowed to go out of the house for like the next couple months, which I was totally fine by. Um, were you still with the girl? No, this was like way after we like we had broken up by then for like a month or so, um, but yeah, cause and I think I think back to it a lot because I'm just like I didn't have to break up with her. She was the one who called it off. Um, right. Cause ironic, like it's so weird because I knew like it's it's our relationship like started lacking like what it was in the beginning, right? Like you know a lot of like conversation, just like moments together, and it just became very physical. And she was the one who actually said that she was like, you know, like. I missed us. Like, what happened to us? Um, I don't think this is going to work out. And the whole time I've been thinking this, I just didn't know how to say it. And she was the one who did it. So, like, honestly, it was just, like, I think, honestly, God's grace that um, we kind of had that opportunity. He gave me that opportunity to, like, 
um, you know, step away from her. But the rebuilding process sucked, right? Um, I eventually had to tell my mom. Well, my dad told my mom because he knew that if I told my mom, my mom would be heartbroken. Um, a lot of mistrust, dis- like mis- distrust in the house. Um, they were still like nervous about certain things, and like, you know, parents being parents are very paranoid. But I'm still here. Um, I went off to college. I'm still with my family. Um, my parents love me so dearly. But like, I think that in itself has been such a like root and like foundation for my faith because to see that love being expressed and shown in such an amazing way, like, I just couldn't believe it. Right. Um, it really like makes me think like, wow, like this is love that goes beyond, right? Um, so for me, naturally, like one of the mo- like my most favorite Bible stories is the prodigal son because I mm-hmm. identify so much with that son who like did all these horrible things and yet his father still celebrated when he came home. His father still loved him when he came home. So um, that was kind of like my faith story, um, where that route really took place. But yeah, um, that was back in junior year of high school. Well, junior year to senior year of high school. And ever since then, I've just been mind blown by like, the love of God, and I too want to express the same love that my father showed me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's my story. That's awesome. Thanks. Should we? I don't know. Do we snap in this? Snap? Is it a snapping con- thing? <laughs> I don't know if I recorded on that camera. Oh my gosh! I think maybe you might have forgotten to flip the screen. No, it was it was showing a moment ago. Right. Um, Does the screen sleep? I might. It might sleep. Let's see. Check it out. Really? That's why I asked if we were recording. <laughs> oh, bummer. It's okay. Well, we got two other shots, right? We have two other shots. Of course, it's your space story, so like the one facing you. I think it was recording. I think it, but there's Does no... Does it shut off when yeah. it sleeps? Maybe. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> it's okay. But I think um, it was. We'll see whatever footage gets gathered, but regardless, it's fine. Um, but yeah, that's my fate story finished off with a really awkward technical difficulty um that is the funkier camera though in order to get maximum recording time i had to like hack it into like this eu system and it's just weird um interesting yeah because this one has unlimited recording time anywho we diverge but yeah is this where i open it up to questions or just like comments that you guys have um i feel like i'm doing like one of my christian like my work my workshops from summer camp because we have like a we do this with our uh, counselors too. It's mm. just like, oh yeah, like share your faith story and then like open it for questions and mm. comments and then progress from there. It's totally fine if you guys have nothing. Yeah, it's also like hard to come up with questions, right? Spot. I know, right? Yeah. 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 Especially ones that you have to answer within oh, yeah. Yeah. the reason of being on video. Yeah. Right. No, I like it though. Like I always like I mentioned in a hub teaching years back that like you know, I have a really good relationship with my dad. So, mm. like, to see, like, the reflection of God as our father through, mm. like, my own father is, like, wicked cool. So, yeah. it's, like, cool to see that in your story, too. Like, mm. yeah. I don't know. It's uh, very heartwarming for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a soppy. <laughs> yeah, you. No kidding. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Should we just close off this episode, this part? Or. Is there anything else? We can. Okay. Yeah, call unless you want to tag anything else on at the end. I mean, there's no camera three over there, but um, I'll look over at this camera two, camera two, but yeah. Um, so that's my faith story, but I guess it just goes to show you, like, you know, love can, God's love knows no bounds, and I think just to see that that's where it takes us, like, it's a thing of beauty. It really is. Yeah. Um, 
And forgiveness too. Like that's a huge thing in life as well. So that's key. It is key. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to see what you guys have in store for your stories too. Yeah. Um, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> that makes three of us. So um, yeah, let's close this. I actually don't know how we're closing oh, this. Oh, so. I do. I think. Yeah. I don't have it on the screen, so I'll have to just look off my memory. But I you do have the camera angle on you. I do. Yes. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed this faith story. We got two more episodes coming up. I don't know if it's going to go Chris I or I Chris, but that's okay. So thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Have a good one. We out. We out. We out. Have a good one. I like that. That was good. This is so casual. I love it. <laughs>